Hello and welcome to the Cleopatra's Bling podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Cummings, founder of the jewellery brand Cleopatra's Bling. In season three of the podcast, we are continuing to bring you interviews with creatives and craftspeople that we love. In between episodes, we're also telling short stories for you to cook or commute to. Join us as we delve into topics from history and design that inspire our artisanal collections. If you were to get engaged at some point, what kind of engagement ring would you want or hope for? It's an interesting question for somebody in my line of work, but probably, I mean, I think it's weird to make my own engagement ring, but maybe not, but I mean, what do you think? You'd want to be consulted or something. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, do I want to be consulted? No, you don't. I don't think I do want to be consulted. I think I just want a Roman Empire ring. Okay, perfectly fine. (laughs) Or Art Deco or something. Well, there's no arguing with that. No. In (laughs) fact, I actually already know, don't I? No, not really. But I have thought about it when people are like, what would you do? I'm like, yeah, it's, I already wear one, two, three, four, five, six, seven rings on the daily. So there's not a lot of space. No, that's right. That finger's waiting though. <laughs> that's great. One day. <laughs> so the thing is that the idea of giving a ring to symbolise love had to start somewhere. And one of the earliest musings on the topic of love comes from an ancient Greek priestess called Diotima of Mantinike. I don't know if I pronounced that very well, but we'll have that in the the notes. (laughs) So she told Plato that love was something between the divine and the mortal, a kind of semi-divine spirit or daemon. Romantic love can make us feel heavenly and uplifted, but because it's so intangible, it's no wonder that people started to feel as though they wanted to be able to crystallise that amazing feeling in something that they could touch and hold. Yeah, it's nice. It makes sense. A bit of symbol, some, you know, physical symbol. Something to something tangible in the universe. And I also read when I was in Paris living there that the left ring finger, so where you put your wedding ring, it's connected directly to the heart, which is on the left hand side. Right, There's so all this of, other okay, a bit of stuff going on there. Beautiful stuff. Bit of I mean, I love all these sort of tales about love, so I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah, great. So one of the first instances of this kind of symbolising object came about almost 5,000 years ago. In ancient Egypt, partners began to exchange some of the first recorded rings of love. These were made of woven leather or reeds taken from the banks of the Nile River. For the ancient Egyptians, the circular shape of the ring was highly symbolic. Its never-ending loop represented the infinity of the pair's love, while the void at the centre was a portal to the realms as yet undiscovered. Mm. It wasn't until the Romans began to exchange golden bands, however, that the modern-day wedding ring as we know of it in the West was born. The Roman wedding band was often embedded with carved resin, which I love because I use a lot of resin in my work, that could be dipped in wax and used as a seal. Thus, the wedding ring bound the two families under one symbol that represented them socially, economically and politically. So rather than being something about romance, it was more about status at that point. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But although it wasn't our modern day idea of love, there was still a broader feeling underlying the exchange of rings. It wasn't just about practicalities and contracts. Mm -hmm. One of the earliest Roman love bands was the Omanoia, which translated to harmony. So it comes from two Greek words, which I absolutely cannot pronounce, but we'll put them in the notes as well. And they mean same and thought. 
its resin seal shows two hands reaching out to each other in an embrace and the two hands joining in unity quickly became an iconic symbol that would spread like wildfire throughout the cultures with whom the Romans came into contact. That's interesting. It's sort of like the, you know, like minds. Like we, 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 we both believe in the same project. It's nice. The meaning of same thought. It's yeah, I like nice, it. It's a nice idea. Yeah. We actually have a few rings without even, before even researching this, I've used quite a lot of hand symbolism in my work, like the Donna Bianca ring, which is two hands and it says Amore above them. So that's, I like finding out this stuff and realizing that it's, you know, yeah, historically yeah, it's important. Great. Yeah. So these sorts of rings receive their own name, like Mani Inferde in Italian, which means hand clasped in faith. Although they fell out of favour for a time, they regained popularity in medieval and Renaissance Europe and eventually developed specific regional styles. One of the most famous of these is the Clada Ring of Galway in Ireland. And we actually have a Fede ring in our collection in solid gold, which is enam- we make it with hot enamel in Istanbul and that's also the heart with the hands. So yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. As you enter the West Irish port town on the bank of the River Corrib lies the ancient neighbourhood of the Clutter. When Galway was a walled city centuries ago, the Clutter was a small Irish-speaking enclave on the outside of the town's border, made up of sea-sprayed fishes and their families. These independent people were governed by a self-elected so-called king who had the privilege of using a white sail on his fishing boat and who managed disputes among locals. Mm. One story has it that the Marnian Fede design was introduced to the community when a local silversmith from Galway was captured by Algerian corsairs. While detained, he learned about goldsmithing and Roman symbology from the Northern Africans. Isn't that incredible? Because the Roman Empire was in North Africa mm, as well. Mm, we always incredible. forget that. Yeah. When he was released and returned to the Clada, he gave a ring he had created while away to his beloved and they married. This may have been the first Marnian Fede ring to have been introduced to Galway. There you have it. The people of the Clada took to the symbol of Marnian Fede, believing in community and unity and local jewellers began producing Marni and Ferde rings for local lovers from around the 17th century onwards. The ring has a long tradition of being gifted as a sign not only of romantic love, but to beloved family or friends. The Clada design contains three elements, the heart symbolising love, the hands symbolising friendship, and the crown symbolising loyalty. With these three emotions being universal to all kinds of love, it's no wonder that the clada is also traditionally passed from mother to daughter or grandmother to granddaughter. Mm-hmm. What's more, the ring was used by young people as a kind of code as to their relationship status. Some authors state that when worn on the right hand, if the heart points to the wearer's wrist, their own heart has been captured or they are in a relationship. That's very sweet. Whereas if the point of the heart faces to the fingertips, they are looking for love. On the left hand, with the point to the fingers, the wearer is engaged, while if the tip of the heart points down, they are married. That's good. Now, we instead of that, we just sort of have like uh, marital status on uh, dating apps. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's the only way to tell now. That's great. I mean, that raises a lot of questions for me, but that's yeah. for a podcast, another podcast series. <laughs> it's a nice thing because I, I, I remember, you know, like getting involved in anything like this 
thinking about it is like the symbolism becomes really amazing but yeah you kind of I always have to ask it's sort of like sometimes people don't know the order of their cutlery still totally. but it's a nice thing to have I, li- I still like I wish like I knew more things like that outside of the all that, facing all that. towards the it's, plate it's, it's nice it's nice <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be listening back to that just to remember thanks Liv <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome on this little bit off topic but I did get really into like researching how like 18th century French people would set up a table got really into it but they you require a lot of cutlery yeah oh yeah because there's like great. three on each side plus the top of the plate yeah so it's, it's wild it's yeah, like how many courses did you guys eat well, it's like day? having the oyster the oyster fork everything only, the snail oh. the snail one god damn it <laughs> it's lunchtime here so I love it move on 